Enjoy fun adventures as you sail away together and experience the extraordinary marriage you desire. Join us in April 2025 for the Six Pillars at Sea Marriage Getaway. Yes, we are taking Six Pillars cruising and we want you to join us. Get all the details at oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash getaway. Use promo code SHIPSAHOY to get $500 off your registration today. We'll see you there. From San Diego, California, this is the One Extraordinary Marriage Show. Where being busy is overdone, romancing is fun, and scheduling sex is taking the guesswork out of wondering when you're going to get some. I'm Tony Lorenzo, your co-host, along with my beautiful wife, Elisa. From coast to coast and around the world, thank you for joining us. It's time to talk sex, love, and commitment. Give us a call or text us on the Hug Hotline at 858-876-5663 or send us an email to hugs at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. This is part six of our series on money and marriage estate planning. Here's what we've covered up to this point. In part one, we talked about bringing your finances together. Part two, we talked about those money conversations. Part three, dealing with debt. Part four, the side hustle. Part five, planning for the future. And now we're going to be talking about that estate planning. That is so important for you and your spouse and your family. And as we jump into today's show, I want you to think about this quote from Mother Teresa that says, love begins by taking care of the closest ones, the ones at home. And that really, as we're talking about this idea of estate planning and and all that goes into that is very much taking care of the closest ones, the Mm -hmm. ones that are near and dear to us. And, and as we start the show, we start each a show with a hug. And this week's hug is brought to you by position of the month club. And we're going to be talking a little bit more about how this club is impacting marriages later in the show. But the hug comes from an email that we received from someone who attended the one conference. Mm, Awesome. And this person says, since I was young, I've struggled with a pornography addiction. My wife has long wished that I could get away from it. During the conference, Elisa got up on stage and talked about the pain she suffered from Tony's addiction. This was a turning point for me. Mm. I would often hide or try to justify my addiction if it was that time of the month or, or me just trying to act like I was looking for creative examples for us to try on each other. The truth is it was nothing but a fantasy and it was unfair for both me and my wife. Wow. What a realization. Mm -hmm. I can say that while I'm not sure how long I've officially been free of those chains of pornography, I can say that I know that I have not viewed it at all since the conference. On a recent trip to see my dad, I was able to share with my wife the success I have recently had in dealing with this dark place. Mm. Since then, our sex life has been amazing. I find that I feel closer to her and desire her for who she is and what God has given me. Mm. We are both less agitated with each other and our littles and find that we are team parenting even better. We are on day five of the seven days of sex challenge with no signs of letting up. I must admit that I was reluctant to listen to the podcast even after the conference, just because in the past listening to shows like that were just not me. Well, since Monday, I've listened to 23 shows and absolutely love them all. You two have impacted my life in so many ways that I'll never be able to thank you enough. Goodness gracious. Wow. If that's not a testament to why you need to be at the One Conference, I'm going to just throw that out there. Go to oneliveevents.com. We have one coming up September 21st in Kenosha. We have another one coming up in 2020 March in Henderson, North Carolina. We're going to be laying out more dates for 2020 as well. So get there, be there. Get your spouse there and let's just have a fun day together. Absolutely. And as Tony said, as we're jumping into today's show, this is week six. It's our final week in the series about this really challenging topic for a lot of couples and that's money. And, you know, he mentioned all of the different things that we've talked about, but this week 
this is actually the week that we talk about, you know, things that are even more uncomfortable than talking about debt or even talking about money. And it's because we're talking about the one thing that is a guarantee in life after you've been born. Mm -hmm. You are going to die. It's hard to hear. And it's not something that even Lisa and I want to face at this point in time. Mm -hmm. And yet it's going to happen. And I just want to share that we don't know when it's going to happen. We all feel like we're going to live long lives. Two years ago, I lost my dad at 69 years old. And I believe my dad should have lived to his 90s. If you would have seen him and how strong he was and just the vitality in this man's life. So to see him leave here at 69, it, it can happen to us before we know it. Mm -hmm. So don't, don't turn this one off because thinking about death turns you away because mm -hmm. we get it. We've been there and we are there at times. Well, and that's why, that's why adding this show onto the money series and incorporating it because your estate plan is really looking at a financial, um, both the financial and the emotional, you know, after you die. And I just want to say one thing at the beginning here too. Tony and I are not financial advisors. We're not attorneys. This is, this is a conversation between a husband and a wife. Mm -hmm. Go seek wise counsel. Go mm -hmm. to those people that are trained in these areas to address your specific situation. But we want to give you some things to think about because when you are married, your death isn't just going to affect you because you're not around anymore. It's not just going to affect your spouse. Everything has a ripple effect into your affairs, into your finances, into your kids, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And so your ability to plan. Mm hmm to have those conversations as hard as they are. And I get it. Hmm. I get it. There have been years where I was like, I don't want to talk about it. I, I don't want to talk about it. But your choice to have these conversations and take action or not is going to directly impact the people that you claim to love the most. Period. It's going to impact them. And, and as we've been spending these time talking about this, we know because we've heard so much engagement from all of you that you love your families. You love your spouses. You want to be able to have breakthrough in this area of finances in general. But as we were, as we were digging into this, we knew we needed to go here mm -hmm. because this idea of dying the reality of dying has been something that I, especially in the early years of our marriage, I really struggled with. Mm, I yes. was terrified, terrified of losing Tony. There was a season in our marriage where I didn't even want to entertain having children because I had this irrational fear that I was going to die young and leave my kids motherless. Mm -hmm. She did. I, like I, I have one memory of laying in bed. We're having sex, you guys. And I start crying. And Tony's like, why are you crying? What's going on here? And I'm like, I'm going to die young. And he's like, what does that have to do with right now? And, and it's these fears, they, they come into our lives. And, and we don't want to, because of the fears, we don't want to talk about the what ifs. And, and it's easier to just avoid it. And, and we did for a good long time. Mm -hmm. You know, when, when we started having kids, we got little insurance, life insurance policies because we're like, oh, that seems like the responsible thing to do, right? So we had these tiny little policies. And then six months after our daughter was born, there was a family member who drowned in a freak accident mm -hmm. and he was the stay at home parent. And there, there was no will. There was a teeny tiny little insurance policy and there was a ton of chaos. Yeah. It rocked us because it was, uh, one of my cousins who's about a, a year or so older than me. Mm -hmm. So same age. 
and you know you're looking at her going oh my gosh mm-hmm. what she is going through right now it, i mean it was just heart-wrenching heart-wrenching to to see her um go through this and we were there beside her during this time as she was walking through the loss of her husband and, and it really it was the catalyst for us to start having some very, very tough conversations ourselves mm-hmm. of saying, what does this look like for, for the stay at home parent to have life insurance? Does it make sense? And, and literally how much money do we need to cover all of the things that me as the stay at home parent, it, you know, something had happened, especially when the kids were young. I mean, all of a sudden we're in this world of life insurance and going, wait a minute. I remember walking into my, into my uh, insurance agent's office. I set up a meeting with them and We've known our insurance agent now for 16 years. He's become a, a good friend. Um, but I remember when this happened, we, we were still new working with him and still working through some things. And I remember walking into him and I looked I looked at him and I said, Bruce, we're increasing my life insurance. Like we're going to redo the, this whole thing. And we're going to increase Elisa's and hers is going to match mine. And when he heard that, he's like, why? She's the stay-at-home parent. Um, she, she's not bringing home any money da, 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 da. you know, all these, these Questions. objections, yeah. objections because he's like, and you're going to spend more money and this and that. And I said, Bruce, this is just what we walked through. And if Elisa passes away before I do, it means the likelihood that I'm going to be working for any period of time is going to be slim to none. And so I rather myself and my kids be protected in the event that that does happen. We're praying and we're believing that it's not going to in the event that it does, we'll go there. And he, he, once I explained myself, he was like, that makes total sense, Tony. Nobody ever really brought that up to me in that, in that way. And we've had those since that time. Mm -hmm. And so we started with life insurance, right? Mm -hmm. With this idea of planning for the future and planning for the what ifs. And then when all of this happened with, with Tony's cousin's husband, all of a sudden we realized we don't, we don't have a will. We don't have, we haven't made any type of, you know, power of attorney. We don't have a medical power of attorney. We haven't figured out guardianship for these kids. Mm -hmm. And so what happens if something happens to the two of us? And and so we, we started going, okay. And and I just want to say it, it it can get morbid. This is not a conversation that's just all like happy. And we're talking about sex here. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Those are, those are fun, joyous conversations for the most part, because the outcome is that we are engaging in sex together. And there's, there's, there's fun. This can be a bit morbid. And, and believe me, there there were times when I would be sitting in the shower, like crying, because I'm going, what if I do lose Elisa? What 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 happens? What if that happens in my life? What, what do I do then? And in understanding that those emotions are real, and it's okay to have them, and yet she's not going anywhere right now. But I do, and we do as a as a couple need to protect each other. We got to protect our kids. We got to protect our assets. And it's okay to show those emotions. And then there's that other side of it going, okay, this has to be businesslike. Mm-hmm. And we need to address this because our family, our assets, the wills, the powers of attorney, that's almost more businesslike. We got to just, we got to do this. And there are times for both. 
Absolutely. And, you know, I understand no one wants to talk about dying. And one person, when I put the questions up on the stories in preparation for the show, somebody's like, I'm invincible. I don't have to think about this. And I know that's the mindset that virtually all of us think, you know, like it's not going to happen to me, except that it does happen to people, right? Mm -hmm. People die all the time and people die young and people die unexpectedly. Mm -hmm. And so it's, it's, or they even can die later in life. Absolutely. And they can go through heart-wrenching diagnosis Mm -hmm. and have to deal with chemo or medication that puts them out and they can't talk or they're on life support. Who's making those decisions Mm -hmm. then? Because uh, honestly, that's not a place you want to be. You want to have, you want to be in a place where you can together, like at least I had to sit down and go, I remember us just talking about that and, and just going, well, do you want to be buried? Do you want to be cremated? And, I'm, and for me, I, I just want to be cremated. You know what? It's cool. That, that's totally fine. And Elisa doesn't have to have any concern on her, on her head. If I go before her, that if she needs to bear me in the ground, no, just cremate me, put me in an urn. I'm good. Let's roll. Sorry. I, I'm just, I'm remembering that conversation. And remembering it. And, you know, as we look at what's going on in the one family, we know based on what you shared with us that, that roughly 25% of you have taken the time to create your will. 16% of you have a trust, which is this overarching collection of documents that really direct more than just end of life of death, but also look at power of attorney and the guardianship and the medical power of attorney. It's all these different things. And 78% of you have life insurance. I I'm thrilled that that number is so high. Mm -hmm. And so what that tells us is that there have been some conversations about the what ifs about the future, about, you know, God forbid when it happens, but there's still this place of, okay, why do we need an estate plan? Why do we need to have these conversations? And, you know, as Tony and I were talking about this show, it made me think of the fact that our military, when they deploy, right, their spouses that are left at home have power of attorney. Why? Because there are decisions that need to be made. There are going to be, potentially there could come a situation in your life where you are medically incapacitated. Which is what I was sharing. Which is what you were sharing, exactly. And so to have that, to have that directive. I mean, it's not just like, do you want to be buried or cremated, but what are your wishes regarding life support? Making decisions about guardianship for your kids. This is a tough one. Believe me, this is a tough one. And there probably is never going to be the perfect, the perfect way it's going to work out. But I will tell you, and, and as we were, as we were going through this one, Elisa and I realized that we need to go over our will and our trust. Mm-hmm. It's, it's been a while. And even though I'm not horribly or not horribly, but even though I'm not ecstatic about who the guardianship is in ours currently, at least I know my kids are going to people that I know and trust. And it's, they're not going to the, the state Mm-hmm. They're, they're not going to be handed over and, and maybe they go here for a week or two and then there and then until the state finally figures it out. Well, and that's a really good point because there may be some of you listening to the show going, we don't need this. We don't have a ton of assets. We don't own our house. We don't have a lot of money. We don't da da da. And you're, you're disqualifying all of this. If you have children, you need to at least have the guardianship document created because if you, depending on the state, 
If you don't make a decision in the event that something should happen to both of you, mother and father, if you don't make a decision and put a legal document in place, the courts can and will decide who has your children, which also means that after you're gone, there will be family members fighting for your kids and creating chaos and your kids are already grieving. And yes, is that morbid? It is. Does it feel uncomfortable? It does. Some of you are like, but I don't even know where to start. Create a list, right? We can't be, we can't be so fearful and, and so avoidant that we don't do what's in the best interest of our families. And you guys are doing it. 78% of you have life insurance. So for those of you who don't, go get some life insurance. I mean, go Google it. Go talk to your insurance agent. Get something. Get something at least to cover each of you in the event, not in the event, but when you do pass, that at least your spouse has money to go through cremation, burial, all of that. Uh, and real quick, like that's not cheap, you guys. No, it's not. It, it can be thousands <laughs> I, of it. Like, it, it's I almost sat in shocking. the mortuary with my mom when, when we were dealing with my dad and I'm like, holy cow, okay. Um, but at least have that set aside. Those of you who have wills, y- you need to get your trust set up. Those of you who don't have a will, you need to get that set up and started. We have to address these areas. And again, I believe there are two sides of this. There's going to be the emotional side. Mm-hmm. And I'm all I'm all about sharing those, showing those, and being emotional. And yet at the other side of it, I believe that there is a business side that we need to put our game face on and just go, this is something we need to do to make sure that we are protecting ourselves, our family, our kids, our assets. And again, assets don't always have to be monetary or buildings, but those who look up to us mm-hmm. and call us mom and dad. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, you know, it's so easy to let fear prevent you from taking action. It's so easy to say, you know what, we'll, we'll just, one of the, the things that I heard often in the responses or I read often in the responses, well, it's just not a priority right now, or we'll get around to it, or we're just lazy or, you know, all of these different things. We're busy. B- busy will kill all of us. That, 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 that word alone will kill all of us. And I, and I will be one of them who stands here with my hands raised that, Oh my gosh, I'm busy. Um, and that's why this doing this episode really brought to mine and Elisa's attention that we just need to go through all of ours and we got to just, you know, send it all over to our attorney and it needs to be on our calendar. And there is no time for busy. It doesn't matter if we're tired or we're not feeling great. It's on our calendar and we're going to go over this and we're going to get it done. And I'm glad you shared that because so often people think that we've arrived and that we've got literally all of our stuff together. Oh no. So often you guys, the show that we're doing is because we still need to work on this area in our marriage. And yes, things have changed and and we want to talk about some of these different areas. But before we do that, we do want to share about position of the month club. We mentioned them a little earlier in the show and you know, these faithful partners that have come alongside of us 
are experiencing, oh my gosh, unbelievable transformation in their marriage. The breakthroughs that not just the wives are happening, but husbands. Mm, I know. Can, can I, I like it. in the last month, the, the, the amount of breakthrough that some of the husbands in the club have had has literally been mind blowing. It's like the little mind blowing volcano head emoji is what, really what I'm thinking of. And it's our desire to reach even more couples with hope and practical tools and resources. And, you know, each, each time we get a testimonial within the club, it, it's more impactful, I think, than the last one, mm-hmm. right? Of couples that are finding safe places to have the conversation, of couples that are realizing that they're not alone, of couples that are saying, I wanted a community of like-minded people who are excited about marriage. And we want you to be a part of this, right? We're not just keeping this like a tiny little secret club right? If you want to learn more about joining us in the Position of the Month Club, check it out at positionofthemonthclub.com. All of our monthly partners receive a special e-magazine delivered to their inbox each month with ideas and articles on how to invigorate and bring excitement into their marriage. And this is Mm -hmm. actually, Tony and I are very involved in this e-publication and it's one of the most favorite things that we work on every month. Just getting all of that new content, new information to every single one of you. And the partner levels, like the summit partner is so amazing because not only do you get the publication, but you also get to have that Facebook group with us. So check it out at positionofthemonthclub.com. Again, go to positionofthemonthclub.com. You're going to see all of the information right there. And I want to, as we're talking about different action steps and why this is so important, I really want to give you a tale of two families. Right. When my, when my grandmother died, she was, she was a planner to her, to her final breath. And, and I was actually shocked at how much planning went into what happened after and how she, like she had her entire funeral down to the, the funeral luncheon, mm-hmm. not only planned, but paid for. And so while there was all this grief, you know, amongst her children and grandchildren and people that knew her, there was like, nobody had to think about anything. Yeah, she did an amazing job. It was all spelled out. And that was just, that was kind of the way my grandma was, mm-hmm. right? And and so I was like, wow, okay, there's there's something to that. And then as we were, you know, asking questions on stories and whatnot, uh, there was a one family member who reached out to us and said that they had a family member who died with no will, no trust, nothing. Mm-hmm. And so not only is the family grieving the loss of this person, but they're also at the same, at simultaneously having to sort through everything, right? What, what are their wishes? Where, where are the finances? What is, where's this? And it's, it's so overwhelming Mm -hmm. when they're grieving. And, and I know it seems overwhelming to think about it now when you're alive, but it actually is a gift so that your family members don't have to grieve and be overwhelmed all at the same time. Mm -hmm. And, and, and I just want to, I just want to share that as we've gone through this money and marriage series. The whole goal is that you're progressing in each of those areas. You're, you're having those conversations. You've, you've gotten rid of your debt. You know what I mean? You're, you're sitting down with a, a financial advisor or a financial planner and you're, you're building your assets. And with that comes a sense of responsibility. Mm-hmm. Like we have a responsibility, folks, and we cannot allow fear or possible regret of what we think we should do or shouldn't do stop us from protecting our families. And I I do have to say, you know, 
when Elisa brought up her grandmother, how it pretty much went smooth. Mm -hmm. Even my dad's Mm -hmm. passing went fairly smooth. There were some areas that we had to address, but it wasn't super crazy. I think back with all the things we had going on, it was fairly smooth. We could grieve. I could grieve the passing of my dad and knowing that my mom was taken care of. Did we have to fill out forms and take care of certain things to get the ball moving? Yes. And yet I was so thankful that dad did that for us. Um, And coming from a son who has a mom who's still alive, who's still young, it's helpful. Mm -hmm. You you know what I'm saying? And, And so the chaos that does come when you don't set something up, you may not be around but I don't think this is about you at that point in time. It's about your family. What you need to think about right now is how do I best set it up? Mm-hmm. How do I set it up even for my own life? Do I, if, if, if I'm brain dead am I, and if I'm just living on a machine, but the machine is the only way that I have oxygen flowing through my body and, and blood pumping through my veins, is that the way you want to live or not? You get to make that decision. You know, or the power attorney is given over to your spouse so that they can make that decision or together you can make that now. And and I even think about this in the sense of if that's me, I want Lisa to be able to go, you know what? Tony and I talked about this as hard as it is, but I know he would not want to live on this machine just sucking air because it's giving it to him. He's going to want to be with our heavenly father. So I'm going to be able to pull that plug. She's going to be able to pull the plug. Yes. Is she going to grieve? Sure thing. I I would be surprised if she didn't. And yet she will have full confidence in knowing that that is my decision Mm -hmm. and she can go on. Well, and at the end of the day, you know, whether you're, you know, starting to shop for life insurance or you're formulating what questions you have and and you're like, I got to look for an estate planner or a trust attorney. This is an act of love, right? And it doesn't have to be perfect. We've changed life insurance policies. We did our first Mm -hmm. estate planning, you know, over 10 years ago now. And we're preparing for the series. Like Tony said, we need to revisit that. Oh, we were talking yesterday while we were preparing and I was going, uh, oh no, we got to change this and we got to change that. And we, this needs to be addressed. And we talked, we talked about guardianship early on our guardianship needs to be addressed. When we first set that up, our kids were much younger. Mm-hmm. The kids are older now, you know, you pass. And, and when your kids are 18, how do you disperse that money to them? If both of you pass, mm-hmm. do you give them a lump sum? Do you just dump money on them? Or do you, Spell it out. Like you get so much and this, and that's the way you set those things up. Again, we're not attorneys. We don't write trust. We don't write wills. We don't, we don't write life insurance policies. Like we said last week, when we talked about searching for a financial advisor or financial planner, we gave you those questions. These are the same questions that you should pick up and use with each one of these professionals and discuss with them or get those referrals from maybe one or the other. We got ours. It was a referral from my insurance agent Mm -hmm. who, again, we still use today. And it was a great referral. We talked to her. It worked out. She gave us a price. We were like, okay, we can do that. Let's set it up. Boom. And some of you, I know price was a factor. 
And yes, putting together your trust documents, I've seen ranges anywhere from like $1,000 to $2,500. And it's literally all over the place. And some of that's geographic and you know, whatnot. Here's the thing. That peace of mind of having your power of attorney, your medical power of attorney, knowing you've got your will set up and your guardian set up, that peace of mind, you can't put a price tag on. I'll tell you what I told Tony. When we, when we finished our documents, I remember signing them, they were notarized, and I looked at him and I said, you can die now, which sounds like a really, really disturbed thing to say. It was. But here's why I said that. Because in that moment, I knew all of his wishes. I knew that there was a plan. I knew that I was protected. I knew with certainty that I wouldn't be thrown into this place of chaos. So it wasn't that I wanted him dead. It was that if he did die, when he does die, that we have a plan that I can pull out those documents. We've got multiple copies. Lots of people have access to them and say, here's how we're going to do what comes next. It's a certainty because let me tell you something. Death is hard. Having these conversations is hard, but death is only hard for those that are left behind. So take care of them. Don't shirk away from this conversation. Don't say, this is, this is, I, I don't want to think about it because it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. So please love your spouse, love your kids enough to say, you know what? We're going to push through this being hard. Mm-hmm. We're going to do this. We're, we're going to cry. We're, we're going to have those emotional conversations. We're going to, you know, maybe go back and forth over guardianship. But at the end of the day, when we've got a plan, we also have a sense of security that we know that we've talked through this and th- that when it happens, we're not going to be thrown into massive chaos. Yeah. What a tough topic to bring up. And yet, as we close out this money and marriage series, we felt like we would be doing a disservice to you if we didn't talk about this. And so I hope as we close out this series, you know, from the debt reduction into the conversations and, you know, seeking out a financial advisor or planner that you also really consider your estate planning as a couple and make it, make it happen. And when you do, there's going to be a piece. Like Elisa said, you know, she, when we got the, the documents and she did look at me and she said, you can die now because the reason she said that is because there was a sense of peace that she now had that if anything were to happen to either of us, that we were situated and ready to move forward, not emotionally, but just from a whole nother level that the emotions is a whole nother piece that you will deal with, um, and grieving, but from a place of like looking at our finances and taking care of our kids and our assets, those are taken care of. So take time, take a deep breath, think about this. And the biggest thing is you got to get moving. You got to get started, right? You got to take that first step. So make sure that if you're in that place where it's time to, maybe it is time to set up that life insurance policy, get the will going, get the trust going, take the first step, reach out, get a referral, ask some questions and start setting them up. We're honored and blessed to have you guys part of this family and to go through this series with us. We're excited because we want you to join us next week as we kick off our new series, Marriage Through the Years. This is going to be a fun one, and we are excited for you guys as you 
look at your marriage as you walk through each and every year. Love you guys. Take care. Have a great week. And we'll catch you next week. Love you guys. 